Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you so much for being here today. This is episode number 42. If you are not already connected with me on Instagram and Facebook, please follow me. Let's connect. Let's chat. Um, I love to hear your stories and, you know, your DMs. Please message me and let's chat. Um, I appreciate your support. So I have a very special guest today. I'm actually going to get right into it since we recorded for a little over an hour. It was honestly such an amazing episode and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to it. So here it is. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining today. I have a very special guest. She is the head writer of Bed Bible, which is a website dedicated to sexual pleasure and adult products. Her writing has been quoted by Cosmopolitan, Mel Magazine, and Women's Health Online. Everyone, please welcome to the show, Edwina. Hi there. How's it going? I'm so excited to chat with you today. Going pretty good. It's been a busy day, but I've been looking forward to this. I know. I'm so excited to get into your journey and your your work that you've done. So I always like to start out by just asking how you got to where you are today in your journey on your writing adventure. So let's get into that. Well, um, I have to start with before the writing in order to get me where I am now, because I, I mean, I've always wanted to be a writer ever since I was a child. Um, but that was something that, uh, you know, when you're raising kids and everything, it's just kind of a pipe dream. And I was, uh, um, I had my two oldest kids at the time. I was a single mom. My youngest was, uh, has had a life threatening illness and I wasn't even able to work. And so after my son's surgery and after he recovered, um, the kids were gone to their dads for the weekend. And I decided to get my girlfriends together and have a sex toy party. So there is, a, was a woman who, um, had, her own company in the state where I live. And so it was a small company and she came to the house and she set everything up and my friends were so excited. And when she started passing around um, all of the products and we were tasting and all this other stuff, I just had so much to add. It was mm-hmm. like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if you did this with this and that with that. And the lady said, you really need to do this for a living. <laughs> and she said, you know, you can do it on the weekends, your kids are gone and all of this other stuff. And my friends are like, yeah, yeah, do it. And she's like, well, starter kit is this much. And I'm like, well, I said, I, I just can't. And my friends pitched in and bought me a kit. Oh, and that is, yeah, that is where it started. So I started doing sex toy parties. Um, I was uh, uh, lovingly dubbed the sex toy lady. Um, I couldn't even go like to the mall without somebody running up to me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Look, it's the sex toy lady. Come here, mom. I want you to meet her. And I would end up booking parties like everywhere I went. And, um, so I did that for gosh, 14 years. Wow. And, um, it was, like I said, it's just like a, the old school Tupperware party, lots of plastic, no burping lids. And um, so when I retired from that, because it, it really got kind of cumbersome carrying around, you know, two giant tables and just big bags of sex toys and lotions and potions and creams and whatnot. Um, so I retired and I had found a, an ad online for this new website that was going up called cafe. No, it was club mom at the time, which it's now cafe mom. Mm. And they were looking for a love and sex go-to mom. And I was like, that's me. You know, I've got a <laughs> third it. kid. I've got a third kid. I've got two older kids. Um, you know, I've been in the sex toy business for so long and I've talked to so many you know, women of all ages and couples and things like that. So I applied for it and I got it and I was working with, um, and I don't know the age group of your listeners, but Andrew Shue, who played on Melrose place, um, and Meredith Vieira, they were my bosses. (laughs) 
<laughs> so when we would do our, our roundtable discussions over the phone, because we didn't have Zoom or anything like that back then, um, I would always have to pitch what I was writing that week. And Andrew, she would just completely lose his mind. He would get so embarrassed, <laughs> so embarrassed by whatever it was that I was tackling that week. Um, but I did that for two years and absolutely loved it. And after that, I just started freelancing. And about four years ago, I finally realized I was in um, a marriage with a narcissist and mm -hmm. that I was under, you know, 23 years of slow and systematic emotional abuse and everything. And I was finally like, what am I doing? And that made me have to really kick it in gear. So I started freelancing heavy duty. And I was doing a little bit of everything at the time um, when people needed something for a sex site or a sex toy site, you know, I was the go-to person. And then I was contacted by two young men who have several sites, um, they're um, Nordic websites. And then I think they have one European site that are very popular sex toy sites. And they mm. said, we want to do our first um, us site and we are interested in hiring you. And so we did a zoom meeting. They liked me, they hired me. And that's been just over a year ago. So I've been writing, I started out writing by myself at bed Bible and I was doing basically the things that Google needed, uh -huh. um, the Google search questions and stuff like that, which, mm -hmm. you know, you have to do a lot of SEO and things like that. But luckily right. with the years that I had spent doing the freelancing, I had learned a lot. And um, before I knew it, um, they hired Isabel and Rachel who were, you know, there in the office and, and working. And now before I knew it, I think we have over 50 employees on Bed Bible now. Wow. That's amazing. So, that is so I love cool. it. I'm so intrigued by just that. I mean, your story is so unique and so interesting too. Like where you started, like the sex toy parties. Like the, I mean, I just had one actually a couple of weeks ago with my girlfriends and it's Did you? so much fun. Like, I think some people, I, I mean, just from my experience, some of my friends, I feel like are a little intimidated by it, but yes. when you get to the party, it's so much fun. It's just like girl talk and just conversations about sex and like kind of just being open. And I guess that I am yeah. so open about sex. So I guess it's easy for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, some people are just like, oh my God, that's taboo. Like, I don't want to talk about that. Um, but I, I love sex toy parties. And I, I just, I think kind of learning about your body and learning about, you know, different ways to please yourself or use it, you know, with a partner is just, mm -hmm. it's so important because I always say this, if you, don't know how to please yourself then how are you gonna you know show someone or or how is someone else gonna be able to please you right exactly um, so I just think just learning just learning more about yourself and actually the woman that did the sex toy party she was super knowledgeable she was she's been in the industry for I think 10 years or six years or something and ah, she I've got 20 on her <laughs> <laughs> yeah been so doing you, it for, you been doing it for 30 Right. Right. So like you probably have learned so much over the years and just different and, things, right? Yeah. And some of it was, um, trial by fire. Hmm. I mean, I, I learned a lot. Um, if, if it'll give your listeners any idea back when I started, we were still selling hard plastic vibrators. Wow. Um, most of the vibrators were made out of either like a vinyl type or they were just starting to make jelly. They were just starting to make cyber skin. Wow. And the hottest thing when I started was the rabbit pearl, AKA the jackrabbit. Yep. That, that had the cord and it, it took, I think, four C batteries to run this sucker. <laughs> and so that's when I started. And, you know, as I progressed, and of course, like you said, every single sex toy party that I did, there were women who were very backward and very, a little intimidated. And I would always go in dress professionally and I try to use humor. Yeah. And, um, you know, when one friend would say, put on a little nipple cream, you know, 
The other girl was like, "Uh, I don't think I'm going to do that. But she was getting the experience from her friend. And I, I honestly can say I have sold sex toys of all types to women of all ages, including grandmothers. Love it. And, you know, these ladies would think, oh, let's, let's invite Graham, you know, just, Mm -hmm. just for, excuse the expression, shits and giggles. And Graham, and Graham ends up in the uh, ordering room. So I always did my orders privately. Yeah. So that way that the little timid girl sitting over there in the corner, when she goes back to the room for, with me and says, Oh my God, I want three sets of anal beads, three <laughs> different colors and the biggest dong you can give me because they knew that everything would be private from that moment on. And right. the hostess wouldn't even know. So, um, you know, I totally get that. And that's when I realized I had, I don't know, maybe a motherly type vibe. Mm-hmm. And it was like talking to the mom they never had. That's a good point. And, and so that has done me well. And it's done me well through Bed Bible. I love that. Yeah. I want to get into Bed Bible and just share with my audience. Like, I know it's like a, a sex. I guess, pleasure website, you can find reviews, but let's get into, you know, what it is and then kind of what, because I know you do reviews and you write for them. So let's get into just all of that. Well, basically what Bed Bible is, is a hub for um, sex toys, sex toy reviews. And um, we also do blogs about sex toys and of course, sex in general. Um, a lot of them are learning type um, articles say, um, what does sounding feel like? And I was assigned that and I'm like, um, okay, I'm old school. What the hell is sounding? Looked it up and said, oh, hell no. <laughs> okay, Wait, I don't well, even know what that is. Sounding is when um, it's, it's more popular with males than it is with females, but females to do it. And what it is, is putting a rod into your urethra. (gasps) (laughs) That's what I thought. I've heard of it, but I didn't know it was called that. I guess. It's called sounding. And uh, so, you know, I did a lot of research, talked to a lot of people and, you know, it's not for me, but. The thing is, is I wanted to teach people who are interested how to do it, how to do it safely, how to find the right products, um, how to use those products properly. And um, that's, that's what it's all about. It's all about educating people from the people who are curious all the way up to people who are, you know, ready to go into hardcore BDSM or, you know, want to learn about sounding and, at Bed Bible, everybody matters to us. Um, from the person just learning to masturbate all the way up to, you know, a hardcore BDSM mistress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care if you're male or you're female or you're non-binary or you're trans. Um, if you're young, if you're old, um, we cater to everybody. And um, so we have our blogs, we have our, um, what we call single product reviews, Mm -hmm. Um, We just launched our tester program and we have, I think about a hundred or more just regular people who get free sex toys in the mail and they write a review for us and they get to keep their sex toys. I should do that. So (laughs) (laughs) go to the site. um, You'll see, do you want to test sex toys or do you want to see it be a sex toy tester and just fill it out? Okay. And um, so, um, so we just launched that. So that is really exciting. And um, we also do something called um, best in test. And what we do is we take, say, um, we're going to talk about, um, let's say, clitoral stimulators, mm-hmm. like the section, like the suction type, like the womanizer. Yep. What we'll do is we'll take 12 different brands, different types, and we will pit them together saying this one costs this much. It's made of this. It has this many settings. It has a carrying bag. Um, This one has this many settings, although it does cost this much. And we go on down the list. And that way you're able to compare them all right there 
and say, Mm -hmm. well, this is the one that I want then. Right. And so I really dig the best in test. Um, You'll always hear me on my videos. I'll always, I call it the kayak of sex toys. (laughs) I love it. Because a lot of people are like, well, I want one of those little sucker things, but I don't know anything about them or which one is best. And so this way, you know, you're reading reviews from all over the internet, from all of the different ones, and then you can click and shop directly through our site. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do affiliates, affiliate links, which of course don't, doesn't cost the um, buyer any extra. But it's just, we get a little bit of a kickback. Like I said, it, you know, like we say, it keeps the lights on (laughs) and um, helps us make money for the site. And um, so, like I said, the best in tests are phenomenal. And then spinning off from that, once we started getting more people in writing, I still do do reviews Mm -hmm. and I still do, um, I do a lot of DIYs, which are, I think the most popular thing on our site. Oh. I actually made 13 DIY pocket pussies. <laughs> That's amazing. So you just I, made them out of random stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I went online and I, and I, and I saw ideas of, you know, how they made the, the prison Fifi and how we did this. And I'm like, I can make that better. Yes. And so I would make things better. I used Pringles cans and sports bottles and um, those, uh, gel foam inserts for your shoes Yep. that are like, have the bubbly feel on me, put it on the inside. So it, oh, I even made them wow. with little tiny water balloons inside. So it, they would pop. That's amazing. So I made thir- I think it was 13. Um, I have done that was for one of your projects, right. For work that you had to do. Yes. That's yeah. so cool. I, w- I would have had fun with that. I feel like. Oh, when they give me a DIY, I am all over it. That's I so am cool. just, you know, I'm, I'm with my daughter at the store and I'm walking up and down the aisle going, Hey, <laughs> that would make a great butt toy. I need to put that in my DIY. That's and that's so the thing. Awesome. That's so my, awesome. my family is so used to it. Um, and, and before your readers or your listeners freak out, my daughter's 24. <laughs> so they're, they're 24. My son is 36 and my oldest is 40 and I have four grandchildren. So, and they're all like, yeah, mom, it's fine. That's yeah. My daughters are the most sex positive people that you would ever want to meet. I brought them up, um, around this. I never hid this from them. Mm -hmm. Um, And when they were old enough, I started talking to them about it and they both had vibrators before they had boyfriends. Love that. And what I didn't know, (laughs) I found out because one of my first podcasts I did was um, growing up in a sex positive household. And I had my two daughters and one of my oldest daughter's friends. I didn't know that they used to get my vibrators out while I was gone and race them across the kitchen floor. Stop it. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's like, so, that's good though. I love, I, I've heard of so many, like I obviously listen to a lot of sex podcasts myself and just like mm-hmm. think of things to think, talk about and whatever. Um, it's a great just opportunity to like think outside the box and just, you know, um, and so many people, you know, were brought up not in a sex positive um, household and it's, it's so hard to think about because I was, you know, very sex positive in my household being brought up. And my parents were like, you know what, we're going to, we're going to put you on birth control because, you know, I had a boyfriend at the time and like, they kind of knew what was going to happen, obviously. Like I was going to lose my virginity and we were going to have sex. That's, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, my mom was always so open and like, Hey, you need this, you know, you need condoms. Like, let me know. Like she was just so open about it. And I think, and I think going you know, a little bit further on that, if you, if you're not open with your kids about sex then they're not really aware, they don't get educated on it. Yeah. They might get educated in school, but the school systems, I've heard of so many things that they're just, they only say like, you know, the bad things and, oh, you can get pregnant, but it's like, I feel like it should be more inclusive of, you know, you know, maybe not so young, but like, 
you can masturbate and that's okay. And it's good to kind of learn your body and really yes. recognize and, and understand everything about it. Obviously you need to know about like STDs and yes, you can get pregnant at a young age, but like, I think it should be so much more than just the bad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think being in a, you know, raising your children in a sex positive environment is just, it's so important because then they're going to grow up and just, they're going to be educated. They're, they know they can come to you if they have like a question um, or if they're in a certain situation. I mean, some of my, this is crazy story. So some of, one of my girlfriends back when we were like teenagers, um, she and her boyfriend, you know, didn't use protection one day. And she was like, I really need a plan B, but she's like, there's no way I could go to my mom and say that because she'd probably kill me. So she literally came to my mom and was like, look, I need you to go buy me a plan B. Like, here's the money. Actually, I don't even think, I think my mom just paid for it. And so she like, huh? literally my friend plan B because she was like in this horrible situation. It's, and, and my mom is so comfortable kind of like you. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just, it should be like that. And I, I encourage like any parents out there to just like be open and honest with your kids because then they're going to grow up feeling comfortable in their own skin, you know, with their sexuality. I don't know if you can have any um, input on that. Well, the thing is, is um, you would think with me being the way I am that I grew up in a sex positive household, but it was the complete opposite. Oh, really? Um, My mother never talked to me about sex. Um, My dad didn't. And, uh, I was pregnant at the age of 15 mm-hmm. and, um, I believed the whole stories that, oh, you can't get pregnant the first time. Right. Yes, you can. I went from virginity to pregnancy, um, oh, in, in the parking lot of a skating rink <laughs> and yeah. So you could probably figure out my age considering I said my oldest is 40 <laughs> and I had her when I was 16. So, um, but I think, um, going through that as a teenager, I did keep her, I did race her and I had to be an adult very quickly. Um, I swore to myself that I would never want my children to have to miss high school and miss those important, um, milestones, the, um, the proms, the graduation and things like that. So I started with my youngest, as soon as she started asking questions, she was five when she came to me and asked a question because her, obviously my first husband was not her dad. And she looked at me and she said, mommy, if you and daddy, if I'm little and you and daddy are married, then who did you love when you had me? Mm. I was like, whoa, at five. Then she started out, how did I get in your tummy and this, that, and the other? Well, I brought out a medical encyclopedia with Mm -hmm. medical graphics. This is what a woman looks like on the inside. This is what a man looks like. And this goes with this and you make a baby. And she's like, that's really gross. (laughs) And she left it at that at the age of five and just went about her business until she, I always told her when she started to get to the age of puberty, I said, I don't want you in my situation. Mm -hmm. When you're ready, you come to me, I will take you to Planned Parenthood. No questions asked. And she did. And she told her younger sister, because they are the exact amount of years apart than my oldest daughter and I. Gotcha. So, yeah. So she was, you know, more of the big sister role model to my youngest. And she even told her, she said, mom, when mom says she promises no questions asked, she means it. Yeah. And, uh, my daughter, uh, my oldest, uh, let me see, she's 40 and her oldest is 11. So that tells you that she kept herself from getting pregnant (laughs) intentionally until she was ready. And my 24 year old does not have children. So, um, yeah, they listened to what I said and, um, they're both very wonderful young women and she's very proud of them. 
That's awesome. That's amazing. And it's, and you can share from your experience and I'm sure you just were like, Hey, I don't want this. You know, I don't want you to be like you were saying, I don't want you to miss out on all these opportunities and be pregnant, you know, as a teenager and just, I I just can't hammer home enough, just be open and, and really just express, you know, this is what happens. And, you know, some, you know, you can get an STD or, you know, you can get pregnant if something, you know, goes wrong, but I just think being open is just, it's just so important. Yeah, um, you, don't, you don't push your kids aside. And if you think they're too young, yeah, I mean, baffle them with medical facts. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling them the truth, Yeah, but it's way above their head. Um, you know, and the, these little squishy stories about when a mommy loves a daddy, yeah. You know, they hug each other a special way and they make a baby that, you know, some kids, you know, you can get away with that if they're a little tiny, but right. you know, you really need to start being very open with your children. And I feel the more open you are, the less likely you're going to have a child that's going to be out there experimenting. Yep. That's so true. That is so true. I love that. That's good advice too. All right. So what is... I know you've done a lot of like reviews on bed Bible. So what would you say is like, I don't know, your top few favorites, I guess. Oh my gosh. (laughs) My absolute favorite is the Bocce by Laura DiCarlo. Okay. Holy moly. (laughs) I mean, I've tried the womanizer. Um, I've done the um, satisfiers and all of those and they're great. But Laura DiCarlo's uh, bocce is beyond um, because it, aside from the little, little suction area, it has a raised area that, that gets not just your clitoris, but it gets all of everything in your, your inner labia. Okay. So, um, and that, that it's got something they call thrumming which is basically the rumbling and a tapping at the same time. Hmm. And it is just amazing. Um, So that one, and then there's one by Sohimi. It's a very inexpensive toy, but it has a rose on one end. It has a cord and it has an egg on the other. Mm -hmm. What I like about this is um, with a lot of the, uh, clitoral section G spot, they all kind of sh- are shaped like a C, yes. you know, and you, and they have very little bend to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but my, they don't fit my body. They mm-hmm. don't fit my body properly. And, um, but when I got this, I was like, oh, wow, it's just like a, you know, silicone string in between, mm-hmm. um, put that little egg in, use the, the section part and was like, holy cow. I think I just met Jesus. <laughs> I love this. That's amazing. Because I loved it too, because it will fit more bodies. Right. And, and That's I am all for that. And mm-hmm. I would say number three would be, um, at Laura DiCarlo again, the Oze two. If okay. you have not seen this, you have to look it up. Because it is another of the toy that has the G-spot stimulation and the, the clitoral section and the thrumming. Okay. But if you look at this thing, it looks enormous. Well, it's because it bends in all different ways to fit wow. all different bodies. And instead of just having a vibration on the G-spot, there is a robotic finger that pokes up through and goes like this. No. It does the come hither. Yes. Stop it. Yes, it's robotic. It is the coolest thing. And what I love about Laura Carlos toys, yes, they are luxury toys and they do cost a lot. But hey, I'm sorry. If you're going to spend how much to get your hair done or how much for a pair of shoes, why not spend a few hundred dollars on something that can give you an orgasm every darn day? And they don't and they don't put your, you know, their their feet up on your sofa. Um, that's a, that's a good one. I like that. a so lot. She has won, um, the Laura DiCarlo company has several patents and some patents pending. They have won awards. Um, this company is, <clears throat> excuse me, female run and their engineers 
are female, non-binary, and they have like one or two guys. Wow. So That's it's a very, awesome. very sex positive. And just going to their website, you see women with hairy legs. You see women with underarm hair. You see women with belly pooches. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love this. These, these are, these are my people, you know, because yeah. we're all not a size two. Exactly. And and so I just, everything about her company was wonderful. And, and I actually reached out to them on Twitter and I saw the bocce and I was like, oh my God, I'd give anything to try that. Next thing I know, the promotions people got a hold of me and they sent me a box oh, and I got the bocce and I got the Oze 2 and the Oze 2 completely blew my mind because wow. I was like, oh my gosh, I can. And they, they call it, um, your bend. Uh-huh. You get your own custom bend and then it stays that way. So it fits your body. Wow. So yeah, those are my top three. And we're going from, you know, the, the Sohimi toy, which is probably maybe a $40 toy all the way up to the Oze 2, which I do believe is a few hundred dollars, but so worth it. Yeah. So if you, I mean, if you, if you think about how much you would spend on a really nice date out, Oh yeah. Um, Getting your hair done, getting your nails done, your makeup, maybe a new outfit, what dinner would cost a movie drinks and all that. It's probably going to cost more than this toy, which will give you pleasure for the rest of your life. Right. And it's an investment, but it's an investment in yourself for your pleasure. So you're right. I like that comparison a lot because you're right. Like, yes, it might cost a few hundred dollars, but like some people, even coffee every single day would probably add up like a couple months. You know what I mean? Like that's a really great way of thinking about it. Just investing in yourself, but also it can give you an orgasm every day. So why the hell not? You know? Yeah. And it, and it (laughs) goes, it goes on your naughty bits. Why would you want to put something cheap there? And, you know, if you want to put a pair of designer heels on your feet because, Mm -hmm. well, they look good and they're more comfortable spend that much on a vibrator, spend that much on a, excuse me, a custom toy because you know, that just the difference in the way they feel. And I mean, come on a robotic finger stroking your G spot. Hey, hell yeah. Come on. It is. is, I'm telling you, I mean, Laura Descartes, she's going to, I ought to start asking for um, kickbacks because I talk about her stuff so much, but I think it's because, you know, it's the sex positivity and, you know, the female engineers and all that stuff. But when I laid my hands on these toys, I was just completely blown away as somebody who's been in the sex toy industry for 30 years. I was just completely impressed, just impressed. That's awesome. I'm going to have to look into this for sure. Cause That was amazing. And G-spot stimulation. I I did a podcast. Um, I, I don't even know. It was a couple months ago. And I was doing like ways to spice up your sex life. And I actually talked about like, because I don't I don't know any of my girlfriends that can make themselves squirt. I'm like the only person, right? Mm-hmm. And so I I experienced it a couple times with a partner, and then I actually taught myself how to do it. And I was so impressed because I was like, wow, if I can do that, like, this is great. Like, I just figured, <laughs> I, I literally figured it out one day and I was so happy. And so now yeah. I, I can do it obviously still, but um, I feel like a lot of women don't know how to do it. And so I tried to explain like the come hither motion and, and really just like when you feel it's like, it's like a built up pressure. That's kind of how I describe it. And then it's like, you really you might feel like you have to pee, but it's just like a release. Exactly. And and it's incredible. And I I literally talk about this all the time because I feel like people should experience this because in my opinion, squirting feels unbelievable. It is the biggest release you Mm -hmm. will ever feel. I mean, you think a blended orgasm is good, but a blended orgasm with ejaculation is mind blowing. And by the way, fist bump, Squirt sisters. Oh, squirt sisters. <laughs> I love it. The first time it happened to me, I'm like, holy smokes, what just happened? Why is my bed soaked? Right. Yep. 
And then I was like, I learned how to mimic that particular thing that was going on. And I learned how to do it to manipulate sex toys to do it. And so, yeah, I can do it. Don't do it often anymore, but yeah, I know how to do it. And it takes a lot of practice ladies, but if you want to try just practice makes perfect, just got to have lots and lots of orgasms to get there. Right. Right. That's, that's good advice. I love it. That's awesome. Um, so I want to get into some submissive and dominant things. So just so if my listeners don't know, you know, a submissive is like they obey and conform to the authority, which is basically the dominant who has a commanding influence or control. And so they pretty much like to give out the rules, for example, and then the submissive just likes to obey the rules. Um, so there's, I know that there's so many ways of, of, you know, kind of playing out this role, uh, or roles, I should say. And so I kind of want to get into like some things you've heard or stories and just, just kind of talk about more, you know, about this topic. I, I'm very intrigued by it. And I know some people are like super, super into it. Um, so I don't know if you have any stories about that. The first time I had ever encountered BDSM was while I was setting up for one of my parties. Um, I had gone, um, I don't know if any of your listeners watch uh, HGTV, mm-hmm. but um, if you watch uh, Good Bones, you know the area, they work in Fountain Square and all of that. I was doing a party in Fountain Square. And the lady was having a party for her daughter. It was her daughter's uh, 18th birthday. And so I was setting up. um, It was a big older house. I I freaking love old houses. So I'm setting up and everything. And all of a sudden the doorbell rings. I thought, oh, there's a guest early. Hmm. She goes to the door and starts screaming. I told you not to park there. And do not come to my front door. Do you understand me? You have your instructions. Do it. Slam the door, looked at me and said, oh, so is there anything I can help you with? And I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) And so several minutes had gone by and I had everything all set up and just, you know, nice and neat. And she called me into the kitchen, was in the back of the house. And so I go back there and here is this gentleman he had to have been all of six, five, maybe two fifty, broad shouldered dressed in the nicest shirt, tie slacks. Yeah. I mean, he was dressed to the nines and I saw his truck from outside the door and, you know, from the inside of the house. And it was, it was quite nice. And so here he is sitting in the chair, this arms, his wrists bound behind him. And I walk into the room and she says, you need to address a lady when she walks into the room. And he said, yes, mistress. And he looks at me and he said, good evening. And she said, no, you will now call her mistress Edwina. And he says, good evening, mistress Edwina. And he immediately hung his head. So apparently this was a thing. And she pulled me up aside and said, I apologize. I forgot that I had a job tonight and I hope you don't mind. And I'm like, job. Okay. And again, this was my first experience. I had no idea what was going to happen. So the guests started arriving and all this other stuff and, um, everybody was seated. And next thing I know, she comes walking through the house and I kid you not, this beautiful hunk of a man is on all fours in black bikini underwear, wearing a spiked dog collar and literally thump, 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 crawling right beside her on his hands and knees. And she had a fly swatter in her hand and she would swat him on the butt and say, hurry. And he'd go, I will never forget the bumping on the wood floors. And he sat at her feet Um, he would kiss her feet, her boots, whatnot. Um, he would, she would instruct him to make the rounds so people could take turns humiliating him and smacking his bottom and whatnot. And, um, 
yeah, when I passed the flogger around, she went all out on it and just, you know, whipped his bottom and everything. So when it was time for snacks and hors d'oeuvres, she literally fed him wine and hors d'oeuvres on the floor out of dog bowls. No way. And he gobbled it up and thanked her. And so this went on, you know, through till the end of the show. And once I had finished taking the orders and everything, I come out, start packing up and pretty much everybody had gone by then. And here he was in a little lace apron with a feather duster cleaning her house. Wow. So apparently he, um, what she does as far as being a mistress is she said, Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with sex. She said, this gentleman is a CEO of a large company and all he does is tell people what to do all day. And she goes, this is his way of decompressing. Mm -hmm. She said, he comes here. He brought myself and my daughter a gift. Um, she said, he, this is what he wanted. This is the way he had to, he wanted to be treated. Then he cleaned my house, did my dishes, dusted everything. And once everything was to my specifications, he handed me a check and left. Wow. And so I couldn't imagine being to the point where you are so stressed and just so tired of being the one constantly having to tell people what to do to where this feels like this is your only escape. And Hey, people get rid of stress in the strangest ways. And this just happened to be the way he did it. And so I think a lot of people get this misconception when it comes to being a BDSM, you know, mistress Mm -hmm. that it has to do with sex and it doesn't always I think a predominance of it has nothing to do with sex and it's 100% about control. Yes. Agreed. So there's my BDSM story. Like I said, trial by fire. I learned about it by just being thrown right into the midst of it. So she hired this guy and she forgot that he was coming that day. Right. And no, he hired her. Oh, it's the opposite. Okay. He hired her. To humiliate him. Gotcha. And and the whole he was a CEO makes total sense to me because I've heard a lot of situations where it's like the person, you know, their normal work life is like they, you know, give out the work and they're high up in their company or what have you. And so in their personal life, they like to be, you know, dominated and and told what to do and and kind of humiliated. And humiliation is also another part of this um bdsm and i think that's an interesting topic as well just why people are into it and and um it's like they get off from it they get turned on they they enjoy being humiliated um and that's also an interesting an interesting concept too um i always wonder like besides i guess i don't even know how to explain like why or I guess do you know like why people like to be humility humiliated that I couldn't answer you I think for everybody has their own individual reasons true um sometimes it's I, I really don't know I I've just seen um most of the people I've spoken to who like to be humiliated, who like um, uh, to be locked up in a cock cage or mm-hmm. um, just these, these acts of humiliation and, you know, having their, their master, you know, control their key and things like that. They just say it just turns them on to be completely, totally submissive and never have to make any decisions, especially when it comes to their sexuality. I've okay. got somebody running the show completely and it is a turn on for them. Right. It's like, and, it's a, um, yeah. yeah, I just, I, I've seen fewer females that are submissives mm. as, and I know there are plenty, right. um, but I know like myself, you know, being in an emotionally abusive marriage, I think the last thing I need is somebody 
you know, humiliating me. Hey, I did that for free for 23 years. (laughs) Um, You know, I, I like um, this. I like that the sexual fantasy part of having a man exert control over me. Uh I, I don't think I would ever go as far as the humiliation though. Yeah. Me either. Personally, I don't think, I don't think I would be into it, but I guess it is just like a, another sort of kink. And I've also heard of, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's called caging. Have you heard of that? Yes. Are we talking about like, um, cock cages and yes. yeah. 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 Um, I actually did a, um, I actually did a step-by-step photo promo to show men how to put on a cock cage. Oh, cool. And, um, I, it took me a while. I actually made a, a soft clay, um, penis that I could practice with putting it on and taking it off. And, um, those things are no joke. Yeah. They are no joke. And, um, there are a lot of men that love that though. Yep. They really do. Getting hard. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess that, that is another humiliation kind of thing. Like, oh, I can't get hard. Like, you know, it kind of takes away their masculine masculinity a little bit and just like, no, you can't do that, you know? So everyone's got their own thing. And that's what I think is fun about it. And I think the act of being caged mm-hmm. um, is exciting because they're always wondering when is she going to unlock me? Yes, the anticipation. Mm-hmm. That's a good and, point. Um, and I've seen, I've um, spoken to um, some men who have been uh, caged for literally years. Really? And they enjoy it. Wow. And it's just, it's just, everybody is just so different. I don't think anybody, I, I wouldn't call a kink or a fetish, a mental illness or anything like that. We all just have different things that do it for us. Definitely. And as long as, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Exactly. It is fine. And, and that's another reason why I do what I do. Um, you know, there are so many different fetishes out there. Um, I, I run across somebody on Twitter the other day who is into the feederism. Yep. Who will sit and get sexually aroused by watching someone eat mm-hmm. and particularly eat a lot of food. Interesting. And it's like, it's like, Hmm, pay me to eat a pizza. I'll also hear and eat a pizza. Right. <laughs> I think I'd, I could do that. I'd be pretty good at that. I can eat, I can eat a lot. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. But you know, not to make fun, but you know, whatever floats your boat. Exactly. That's 100%. That's like my motto, like literally whatever floats your boat. Like you said, if, as long as you're not hurting people or hurting yourself, then what the hell ever. But I think expressing and sharing your kink too, with your partner or whoever you're with is also so important. Feeling comfortable. Obviously you have to build that trust, but I think expressing, you know, your desires and your kinks and your fetishes and, and just being open with it because then that other person can be like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it. Or if, you know, they're not cool with it, then that's a whole nother story. But I just think being open and inclusive and just hear people out for, you know, what they're into. And as long as it makes them happy, then what's, there's nothing wrong with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's the wonderful thing about sex. Everybody likes something a little different. And I always tell, um, when I do my videos and my reviews, you know, something, that is a five-star to me, maybe, maybe be a, a two-star to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe I don't like, you know, really serious, hard vibration and maybe you do. Right. So, so that's why I said, sex is so subjective. It's sex it toys are subjective and, um, everybody has their own. I, I really don't think there are two people that are exactly alike. Mm-hmm. That's just so true. You, it's just as unique as the person themselves. Right. Right. I love that. It's, it's such an interesting, I love, I could talk to you for hours. about (laughs) Like seriously, it's just, it's so fun to like talk with someone else about 
all this stuff because some people are like you know they'll talk a little bit but you can tell that they're kind of like eh like I'd rather talk about something else but I yeah. love talking about everything with someone that's also interested in um just all this stuff so I appreciate all of your stories it's not a problem it's the thing is is I I'm so comfortable with it mm-hmm. that um you know sex can be dinner table talk at my house it's definitely you know, no big deal for me to come running in, you know, from the mailbox and check out the butt plug I just got, you know, and my daughter's like, Oh, cool. You know, let's see how far the remote works. You know, I'm standing out on the front porch holding a butt plug in my hand and I'm yelling across the house, turn it up, turn it up. Oh my God. It works all the way out here. (laughs) Love that. Love that. I have a, um, a little like bullet and it has a remote. So like my boyfriend could turn it on and I have this fantasy that I really want to do that we go out to like a, a nice fancy restaurant and I have oh, it yeah. and then he turns it on like on a, at a random time, but obviously like no one, no one knows. So it like, it's kind of like that tension building kind of. So I want to try that. That's one of my crazy things I want to do. And it's kind of like uh, exhibitionism without really going there. Um, give you a tip. The Screaming O has um, a vibrating panty set and a vibrating cock ring. It's not a, um, it's not the type of cock ring that you use for um, uh, erection building. It is, mm-hmm. it fits loose and comfortable. And it has a vibrator and each of these have these, uh, little silicone rings that you can both wear and oh. they operate each other's, each other's, uh, vibrators. Wait, like a ring on your finger. You're saying. Yes. No yes. Way. That's the remote. So it's completely discreet. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I, oh. I wrote for the screaming. O. um, I did a lot of their, um, their copy work on their pages and everything. And, um, they sent me a box of goodies to check out so I could get to know their products and everything. Mm-hmm. And those, the, the panties just blew my mind. I was like, this is so cool because it's just so, um, so discreet. Right. Um, right. With, with the little ring on the finger and everything. I just loved it. That's so neat. I love that idea. I might have to look into that too. You're giving me all these ideas. <laughs> <laughs> That's my job. Love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, Edwin, are you ready for a game? I'm always up for a game. All right, awesome. So this is called This or That, and it's dirty version. Okay, so the first one is, would you rather receive flowers or chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. Mm -hmm. Would you rather go on a blind date or a speed date? Oh, blind date. Blind date. Sex toys or lingerie? Sex toys. <laughs> You're like, that one's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather have the best sex of your life only once or mediocre sex every day? Oh my gosh. Because um, I think I already have had the best sex of my life once. Um I would rather have mediocre sex because I can always masturbate later and have the best sex. So (laughs) there you go. I love that. (laughs) That's a good answer. All right. Next one is, would you rather never self-pleasure again or never have sex again? Oh, geez. (laughs) Ooh. Um, I would have to say never have sex. Fair enough. Cause you, you know, you could always get yourself off, right? Yes, always. And I'm, you know, never disappointed. (laughs) Exactly. That's a good point. That's a good one. All right. The next one is, would you rather be blown blindfolded or blindfold your partner? I like being blindfolded. It just really ups your senses like crazy. I love that. Yeah. I, I would, I mean, though I do like to do the blindfolding. I love, I, yeah, definitely be blindfolded folded love it would you rather accidentally send a dirty picture to someone in your family or your boss somebody in my family because they'd be like oh god Edie I they would they would literally go yeah 
No big deal. My no family big- would just, that it, it would not bother them at all. That's hilarious. I love that. Would you rather fart every time you climax or get a bloody nose every time you climax? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, farting is what the body does naturally, you know? True. Um, so I would just, at least I would be able to warn them, Hey, listen, I fart when I climax. So, you know, pinch your nose, whatever you need to do, but it's just what I do. So yeah, I, I think I would rather fart than have a bloody nose every time because that, that would get really would get, inconvenient. Yeah. And messy too. Like, yeah, not a fun time. Sorry. It was great. Gotta go. <laughs> right. Oh, that's a good one. Um, would you rather be turned on 24 seven, like literally all the time or only turned on once a year? Oh, God. <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, I think 24 seven, 24 seven. Yeah. Cause only getting turned on once a year would just be so boring. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I can watch TV. I mean, when I watch a Hawaii five O reruns, Mm-hmm. I sit there and watch um, the guy that plays Steve McGarrett and just, hmm, yeah, yeah. So definitely every day. Every day. Love it. Would you rather have to watch porn every single time you masturbate or never be able to watch porn again? Hmm. I've got a really great imagination. So never, mm-hmm. never watch never. porn again love it I know they call it the um there's this podcast I always listen to and they call it their um not spank bank that's like another term they say like this really funny phrase um that they it's like their experiences and they just masturbate literally off their imagination and I love that because it's like if you if you can like imagine something and just like imagine an experience that can be like really freaking hot yeah you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I could, I could do without porn. Plus there's erotica to read. Yes. Oh I get God. more turned on by reading erotica than I do watching porn. Yep. And have you ever listened to the, I forget what they're, um, they're, they're like audio, like, um, erotica essentially. It's almost Ooh. like an audio book, but it's like, they have read different... me a story. Yes. And it like, <laughs> it's actually, I listened to one once and I was like, Oh my God. Cause I, they like, put one on one of the podcasts I listened to and and they were talking about it and I, they, it was like a sponsor and I was like oh I've never I've never heard of that so I like I downloaded the app and I was just like listening to it while I was working and I was kind of like this is really hot <laughs> <laughs> I will have to do that I I mean I should have known that somebody would do um audio erotica mm-hmm. so yeah I will definitely have to do that that would be a great bedtime story Right? Exactly. (laughs) And last one is morning sex or night sex? Night. 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 Makes me sleep better. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I love that. Morning sex. Yeah. It gets your day started and everything, but I'm just not much of a morning sex kind of person unless it's like spooning from behind because then you don't have to worry about morning breath and all that stuff. That's a good point. I love that. (laughs) So night sex all the way. Night sex. Love it. Well, this was so much fun. I I loved chatting with you and thank you for being on my podcast today. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed myself. Good. And, And share any of your socials or bed Bible or any of your plugs. Well, you can find us at bedbible.com. It's all one word. Um, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and um, we're also on Pinterest and Instagram. And we have a YouTube channel. Um, all you got to do is search Bed Bible. It's all one word. And you get to see some of my crazy videos. And I mean, I've done, I actually, I think the funniest uh, review I did was a 12 pound female torso. Wow. Yeah. So I I do all kinds of stuff. So yeah. And um, we have our podcast, which is called in bed with bed Bible. And um, it is on all major carriers. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Well, thank you for having me. I had a great time.
Me too. I'll talk to you soon. It was such a pleasure having Edwina on today. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I actually had, like, I always have notes uh, for each podcast, and I honestly, like, didn't even really have to look at them. The conversation was just so easy and just flowed because, obviously, our love for talking about sex is just so... It's, it's just there. And so it was so much fun to chat with her and hear her stories. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Definitely feel free to connect with her. Uh, bedbible.com, like she mentioned. And definitely connect with me. My Naked Mindset on all of your podcast hosts. And then email me, DM me your stories. If you have any questions or need advice on a topic, my email is mynakedmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. I am looking forward to hearing from you and thank you so much for listening. Bye.